These are the voyages of the starship Therapies. Its continuing mission to explore strange inner worlds, to seek out new insights and new realizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Colorado. The show has been on for an entire generation. Sir? Why are you screaming at the computer? This? This human is the weakest link and will be eliminated. But what about the Prime Directive? Duh, Spock, it's a game show. The weakest link? Oh, of course, sir. One of your game shows. I must admit it doesn't look like you're having a very good time. I'm very happy. I'm confused. Hmm, that makes sense. Why don't we start the show, and then we can circle back to how knowing more than random humans sparks mad Kirk joy. <laughs> Hi, friends at home. I'm Justine Mastin, LMFT, Yogini, writer and captain of this particular ship. Welcome aboard. And I'm Larissa Garski, LMFT, writer, researcher, Spockian first officer. And I'm not sure I'll ever understand this. Hmm, the listeners at home, that just because we are therapists does not mean that we are your therapists. Unless, of course, we are your therapists. This podcast is for the purposes of education and humor and is not intended to replace seeing your own therapist. And now on to game shows. Of which I know <laughs> very little. Um, all I know, I know from from folks that I've worked with um, who enjoy them. Mm. Well, we th uh, th just to give our our listeners a little bit of a of a overview. Um, yes. Well, you know, we we talk about play quite a bit, and we thought we might just delve into some of our. Some of our play enjoyment activities. Yes. And that... this first app will be devoted to yours. Right. Well, and I think we picked things that that we don't quite understand about each other. Like not that because mm -hmm. for me it's it's game shows and for you it's video games. And it's not that I don't get video games. I just don't quite get it the way you get it. Yes. That's well said. You know, I've I've played, mm -hmm. I've found enjoyment, but I I have not come to a place where uh you know, I will I will message you in the middle of the day and you're like I've been playing Elder Scrolls for 6 hours. That is true. In fact, I was playing for the last like two and a half hours prior to sitting down <laughs> to record these episodes. Right. So we thought we would do a little Q&A with mm -hmm. one another. To, to learn about the these play styles. Um, and hopefully it would bring something to you, friend at home. Um, and we, I mean, we, we would always love to hear what, what you like to play. Yeah. And like, and with who and, and how. Mm hmm Yeah. We like all those things. We do. So. What can I tell you about game shows? Well, I think I would like to like kick it sort of like David Copperfield style to begin with here. So I would like I was you born, to like, go... I grew up. Mm -hmm. And like, how did game shows enter your life? Uh, well, I I think I've probably said this on the pod before, but if I haven't, or if you're new, welcome. Um, <laughs> I was raised by the television. You know, uh, that that was kind of a standard of of my Gen X experience. Um, and lots of folks' Gen X experience is that, you know, parents are busy with stuff. And um, the, my generation was also called the Latchkey Kids, um, which, I mean, I always thought that was a little bit weird because I was like, what's a latch? And, and why are keys involved? I agree with you. Like when we were in grad school and we were like reading mm -hmm. clinical journal articles about like long-term studies on latchkey kids and, and what it meant um, when they hit adulthood, mm -hmm. the phrase 
it it never worked for me or for you no i didn't like it although i do have distinct memories of friends of mine wearing their house keys around their neck oh sure yeah i think i did (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so anyway i was yes i was raised by the television the television was always on and in in those days, I'm going to get a little bit like, I walked to school in the snow, which I did. Um, <laughs> because I'm from Pennsylvania and grew up during a time when we just let kids do shit like that. Mm-hmm. I, I walked to and from school every day. Yeah, that was one of my great dreams. Because like, we are what, like what, there's like a five year difference between us? I'm 41. Okay, so six years. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, I was of the generation where I knew that children used to be able to walk to school, and that was my great dream. (laughs) I was not allowed to do that. So what I would do instead was I would get off the bus a couple stops early Mm -hmm. so as to simulate the experience of walking home. But this really freaked out the bus driver because apparently, technically, they were supposed to see me walk and enter my home. Oh, no. And so I had to get a little bit crafty. And sometimes I would get off and I'd, like, pretend. I would, like, walk up to a random neighbor's home. <laughs> was it the same bus driver and, like, all the time? wait for the bus to drive away. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I only got to walk to school in elementary school. Because once I got into uh, junior high, it was just too far. Not that we weren't, uh, like... They would have let us do whatever because yeah. it's, it was just a different time. Um, but it was too far, so we, we had to take the bus. Um, anyway, in those days, you only had so many channels, right? And you were kind of at the mercy of whatever was on. And I, I was talking to a client about this recently that... Um, you know, if you grew up at a time where you just had to watch whatever was on, like you got exposed to a lot of different stuff. Right. Right. Because, you know, some people had this big complaint about WandaVision. They're like, it's so boring. The writing is terrible. And I'm like, you've just never seen the Dick Van Dyke show. Right. <laughs> but if you grew up in a time where like, if that's what's on, that's what you're watching. Mm-hmm. Like, anyway, um, and I, I was a, I was a young person who would use any excuse in the world to get out of school. Um, <laughs> like Ferris Bueller. Yeah, very much like Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except I didn't need like elaborate Rube Goldberg <laughs> with mannequins in my room. I would just be like, I'm sick. <laughs> and your parents would be like, okay, you, you should stay home and watch The Price is Right. <laughs> right. And so that's what I would do all day. is Because what's on during the day? In those days, it was all game shows. And I, I loved it. Especially um, on The Price is Right, the little, the, the little guy that goes up the mountain, the little mountaineer, and he yodels, yodely, <laughs> and I liked to guess the amounts of money of things and mm-hmm. just share in that excitement. Um yeah. So that that's where that's where my exposure to to game shows came from and and probably and I 100% there's a nostalgia tied to it. You know, they're inextricably linked. I can't just pretend like, no, I watched them when I was a kid and now I inexplicably also enjoy them as an adult. Like, no, I think there's a very clear nostalgia link. Mm -hmm. In that it like takes you back to a happy memory? Not exactly. It's like, um, because I don't know that, well, mm, a little bit. Because, you know, when I would stay home, like, if my mom wasn't doing anything, we would just hang out. Yeah. And that was nice. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so yeah i mean there probably is some tied to happy memories um also we we tend to be drawn towards shit that feels familiar and yeah and that's shit that feels real familiar well and it's it's so repetitive Mm -hmm. in a in a way that i could see being really positive and almost reminiscent of some sort of ritual right because Mm -hmm. like so much has changed since like i'm gonna pick a year like 1981 Mm -hmm. but uh what's the one with vanna white wheel of fortune Uh, wheel of fortune the one that i watch every day (laughs) yes the one that you watch every day like wheel of fortune is this it's it's they try to keep it as they try to follow their formula Oh, yeah. As close to the same every single day as possible. And they've mm-hmm. done that for years. 30. And I think as a human being, there's something really comforting about being able to go back mm-hmm. to an experience that is still the same because so much in our life changes. Mm-hmm. And we, I think all of us have a desire to like go back to something and have like some sort of through line. Mm-hmm. And... For you, it sounds like that's the Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, I mean, I love I. What I loved is I loved the the Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy back to back. Um, and so did so did my grandmother. I have like vivid memories of being ill, and my grandmother was like, "Well, it's time. I need to watch this," and I like hated <laughs> it. And I was like, "All right, I'll go upstairs and like enact Greek dramas with my dolls or something." Um, and she. <laughs> All my Barbies were lesbians headed out to the club. <laughs> Barbie, Barbie and Gem and the holograms hitting the club. Oh my god, that is amazing! I I wish I could time travel back and just watch you playing with your Gem and the holograms Barbie dolls. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I I remember watching both of these with my grandmother, my paternal yeah. grandmother, um, and she was trying to teach me how to knit or something. Okay. Um, and I, I have this very distinct memory of just this one, this this one day, and I'm sure it happened more than once. But my memory is this particular day where I'm sitting on mm-hmm. her like very formal furniture, um, trying to learn how to knit and watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And it it's it is it's comforting. It it is it's yeah. here is this thing that's the same. You know, my gra- my grandmother has been dead. My parents have been gone for a while now. And yeah, here here is this link back to them. Gosh, I never would have thought of it. Mm-hmm. Well, right. That's mm-hmm. and I think that's part of I mean, even though we didn't explicitly talk about this when we decided to do these apps, like right. of course there's going to be something under the surface. Yeah. Are you the sort of like game show watcher who has an attachment to any of the hosts? Like I know some people have very strong fandom attachments to Alex Trebek. Yes, I had a very hard time when he died. Um, because yeah, he's been he's been a huge part of my life. Um, and he's just like the kindest human. Um, you know when so many people are toxic in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And here was just this like genuine human who who cared about knowledge. <laughs> and yeah. and like was he a perfect human? No. If if no. you watch well, no a whole bunch are. of Jeopardy, you'll be like, "Wow, Alex, that was a little condescending." Hmm, that felt a little sexist. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> do you work outside the home? Uh <laughs> There's also, I don't think you can find it on YouTube anymore, but our producer is a big fan of Jeopardy as well. Oh, why have we never and watched Jeopardy? I don't know. We should probably look into this. Um, <laughs> but like he watched it religiously through much of his life, including college. Mm-hmm. And he found this one clip that he found to be hysterical where Alex is. It is one of those moments where like, I'm not sure what Alex is doing, but one of the contestants, if memory serves as a young woman. Mm-hmm. And she's just finished kind of giving her little blurb about herself, and Alex goes, oh, so, so young. young. So young. Let's go to work in the Jeopardy round, shall we? <laughs> and in college, our producer just, like, clipped this and put it on YouTube because he was just so delighted 
<laughs> by how strange and inexplicable this moment was for Alex Trebek. <laughs> Who knows what was happening for him? But so young. Was. So, so young. young. Right. Uh, yeah, but like even in the snarkiness and the, mm-hmm. you know. Right. <laughs> he's just, he's a kind human. You, know, we, you and I talk all the time about fandom attachment. And we know from the research that it only takes one adult showing up in a kid's life to aid in resilience. And Mm -hmm. our argument is, can that adult be a fictional character or a celebrity? And I feel like Alex Trebek was one of those reliable adults who cared about knowledge and... Uh, gave affirmations and was just a, like a calm, predictable presence. Yes, he's he always seemed so centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't you don't see him get frazzled. No, and that's not to say he doesn't. I mean, I don't know if they edit, but right, like I'm sure, like in Alex's life, there were frazzled <laughs> moments. But like in the same way, and let me be clear, I'm not saying that I I'm not comparing myself to Alex Trebek. Because, like, Alex is, he's, he was just out there doing something different. Mm-hmm. But in the same way that, like, I've gotten feedback from clients that as a therapist, I'm, like, very calm. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's helpful for me to, uh, to do some therapeutic self-disclosure and to let them know, like, well, yes, with you and in here, I'm very calm, very centered. I'm radiating that outward. In my personal life, sometimes I'm a mess. <laughs> right. You know, we contain multitudes here. And I'm sure Alex did too. But the point is that when we were engaging with him in Jeopardy, he was moving from that that centered, self-led place without mm-hmm. felt. Yeah. And just, he, he was so mm-hmm. beloved. He was. You know, they, they'd have the, the guest, the guest people who would do like the, you know, the, the video questions. Um, I don't know this. I I don't watch the show, but please go on okay. describe. Yeah. So most of the questions are actually answers, and then you ask the question. Right. That's the format mm-hmm. of Jeopardy. But sometimes they would have like guests. You know, like the I don't know. Let's say the the prima donna of the Metropolitan Ballet would ask, would do all the answers for the ballet portion. Oh. Um. And then you'd get like some behind the scenes look of of Alex and the crew at the ballet. <laughs> this reminds me of Bake Off, the early years. Yeah. Oh, God. It was very much like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where there'd be some like break and then one of them either. What were their names? Mel and Sue. Mm-hmm. Gosh, been gone for so long that I'm forgetting their names. So sorry, Mel and Sue. But anyway, one of them, Mel or Sue, would go off and, like, I don't know, go to France and learn about how to make croissant. <laughs> right. It would be like, thank you so much to the Metropolitan Ballet for inviting us. <laughs> uh, anyway. We oh, get- and so he was, he was like, a, like a gatekeeper, too, for culture in some ways. And yeah, like for sure. Like experiences when you were growing up. For sure. Yeah. I mean, he... Mm. It, the categories ran the gamut. That's true. It surely did. Right? It wasn't just geography, a thing that made me sad. Um. <laughs> Which is really funny to me because I know you loved the computer game, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, which is all about geography. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I liked the puns best in Where in the World is Carmen sure. Sandiego. Just yeah. in case. Um. <laughs> yeah, but I well, I think part of it was like my dad was such a geography nut. Okay. And it was like I would I would never be able to live up to mm-hmm. the like the minutia that he knew about not just current ge- geography but geography over time. Like it friends at home, you've never been in my home. And you know, that's that's just boundaries. But in mm-hmm. in my basement, it is wall to wall to wall ancient maps that were my father's. Wow. 
It's been a while since I've been in your basement. Um, <laughs> so when when it's safe for me to come visit you in my traveling Winnebago, <laughs> I'm going to make sure we go down to that basement and take a look. Yeah, well, I mean, that's where all my workout stuff is now, so. There you are just walking amongst the ancient maps. <laughs> That's a great image. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, look, what's out beyond that point? Monsters. They're drawn in. Uh, <laughs> well, like, that's the level my dad was working with. So yeah. I just, I very much, a part of me was like, yeah, I'm going to say fuck that whole genre of or... learning. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to learn the U.S. states. <laughs> This is one of the things that I just really appreciate and value so much about when we go, we like, you know, David Copperfield into your past and childhood, because mm -hmm. you were like, you are such a rebel in some ways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and very much, you know, you had that, that inner like, Daenerys in you, <laughs> where if your sense was like, this is not going to work for me, you were like, let's burn that down. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dracarys that let's focus our attentions elsewhere where we can we can truly soar on the wings of dragon <laughs> right no <laughs> geography no thanks no thanks mm -hmm. nope I distinctly mm -hmm. remember taking a geography exam in high school where I they were like name the continents and I just did Eurasia <laughs> <laughs> Because you just read 1984 and you, were, you felt like mixing it up. Nope. I was just like, I don't know which one's Europe. I don't know which one's Eurasia. <laughs> See, and this is really interesting because I too was not great. I, there were a few areas growing up where like I just did not. Spelling, very hard. Geography, very hard. And I remember distinctly being young and like knowing that I wasn't good at them. And I was like, okay, I'm going to study and get better at them. Oh. And I did. And for a time I got better. But like, as you well know, spelling is gone. <laughs> it's just gone. It's spell check all the way for me. Like, I appreciate spelling and it needs to happen. But like, mm -hmm. all those years that I spent looking at spelling lists for hours before I could read my Babysitter's Club books. What, what was I really doing? Oh, see, it's spelling... Anything with English, anything with drama, that was, well, that's where I didn't need to try. Well, you, you had the gift. I had the gift. Um, it didn't make me popular. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like a small child who spoke like, a, I don't know, someone who just time traveled from antiquity. Oh my <laughs> god. Um... So this this is on topic, and I'm going to share this little beautiful this little view into my life uh, with you and with our listeners. I literally last night of mm -hmm. when we recorded this, it won't be last night when you hear it, friends at home. Um, yes. I was watching The Weakest Link with no, I mean we were, but this example is from the crossword puzzle. Uh, my partner and I were doing mm -hmm. the crossword puzzle. And the clue was something about togs. And I was like, oh. um, well, that's clothes. And he was like, what? I'm like, togs, it's clothes. Oh, it totally is. Like the phrase, put your togs on yeah. and go. Yeah. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I was like, Did, well, I Googled it. I showed him. I was like, it means clothes. And he's like, how do you know that? I'm like, do, do you remember my parents? <laughs> It was all it was all togs and trousers. Um Oh my god. And shortened to trow. Uh <laughs> Sure. You know. As you do just put your trous on. <laughs> what about slacks? Did your parents use the word slacks? No, it was trousers. It was trousers. Okay. No, and you don't say pants because that's underpants because they thought they were British. Wow. Culture is such an interesting thing. <laughs> oh, chapeau. These were, these were all everyday words in my home. So when I went yeah. out 
into the into the world into the world of young people yeah. <laughs> i could see that being a rough transition <laughs> Because that kind of language would code as being a snob. Oh, yeah. And people, I mean, mm-hmm. through my life thought I was a snob. And I, and I, I, didn't, know how to, sure. I didn't know how to code switch. I didn't know that was a thing that I was supposed to be doing. Oh, until, interesting. Until much later in life. Yeah. I was just like, why don't you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, which is admirable that you, you know, that's like the Daenerys in you. That you're like, no, this is what I'm doing. I'm digging in my heels. <laughs> it's like, this, uh-huh. is a, this is a fucking chapeau. This is a goddamn uh, b- b- bumper shoot. Now, I wonder if some of this, because like, I, I, I also did that with language, because mm-hmm. though spelling has always been hard for me, you and I both like read more advanced things at a very young age. I didn't know. Oh no, you didn't. Okay, so this is all your parents. This was all for my. Me, this this was, was all my parents. This is all your parents. So for me, it was just like reading things that were very much beyond whatever mm-hmm. my grade level was in elementary school. So I had a lot of these words which I could not pronounce, and that's a story for another time. But once <laughs> I eventually learned how to pronounce them, I learned very quickly that like, oh, this is like, this is not going to fly in second grade. You are mm-hmm. not going to have any friends, and so I learned how to code switch. Mm-hmm. At a really, really young age. And I wonder if some of that has to do with like class differences. Probably. Because you and I were born in different classes. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if like I very much felt the pressure to like, I need to learn how to like move in between groups mm-hmm. and classes and be able to pass, so to speak. Right. Yeah. I was, I mean, I've, I'm not going to say I was upper class because that's not appropriate, but I, I had high status. Mm-hmm. you know sure in your community because of your dad right like we were we were upper middle class mm-hmm. um, but we weren't wealthy but we had that status yeah. that was yeah i mean people already thought i was a dick just for existing <gasps> right right because you were you were a welch <laughs> <laughs> well and for like new time listeners in case people are like what does this mean what are mm-hmm. you talking about your dad was the mayor. Yeah, well, he uh, um he became the mayor in 1994, so when I started high school. Mm-hmm. And before that, he was the editor of the local uh, newspaper when that actually meant something. Right. <laughs> and his father was um, a big-time doctor. He was, like, the only doctor in town. Again, at a time when... Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. It was a big deal. Um, yeah. so I, not only did I have status, but I had transgenerational status. Yeah. That's what's up. Right? That took a long time to deconstruct. <laughs> you really were a Targaryen. Or are a Targaryen. Oh, I am a Targaryen. You are. Mm-hmm. We are a you little mad. to match. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, you got those artists in the family that you just can't live with. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if anyone in my family listens to this show. Uh, <laughs> if so, most things are said with love. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. they're said with with the understanding of a marriage and family therapist. Yeah, <laughs> the ability to zoom out and just and really just look at things mm-hmm. from a place of compassion. Yeah. Well, and this is interesting because now that we're talking about this, I'm thinking about the game shows that I like the best. Mm-hmm. And those are trivia. Those are trivia related. That's true. Yeah, I I love trivia. And I think it's no accident because in my home I mean there was there was nothing more prized than knowing arcane facts. <laughs> With what you tell me about your family, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, we love to play Trivial Pursuit, and I, I have definitely mentioned this on the show before, which is it would be me mm-hmm. and my mom and my two sisters against my dad, and he would still right. win every time because he he had all of this just arcane knowledge, and like he liked sports, huh? Right? So strange. You hear yeah. about my dad, and you're like, "There's no way that man like, yeah, 
He did. He huh? did. He liked he liked sports and literature and music and like mm-hmm. covered every base. He was like a little sponge. He just like soaked up information mm-hmm. about he all did. these areas of interest. He did. And he would try and quiz me on it. Oh god, that just whoa. That feels like pressure. Um, yeah, it was. I I'm remembering um cuz I think about this every now and then when when my dogs are digging a pretending to dig a hole. Yes. Um because this wasn't all that long ago in the great scheme of things, probably like 13 years ago. Um mm-hmm. my my dog Charlie was Aww. was pretending to dig a hole and then turning around in three circles and laying down right and mm-hmm. my dad asked he was like and what's the evolutionary reason for that <laughs> and and who knew and got the 500 points no and i was like well i mean he's just trying to get comfortable my dad's like no 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 that's a biological imperative what is the evolutionary reason <laughs> like I was like hiding from predators. He's like, I believe that's correct. I believe, I believe they are hiding from predators. <laughs> Even the way he responds feels like it fits on a game show. <laughs> you know, and now I feel like this is the other layer of like game shows for you through the years. Is like not only is it the thing that you did when you were really young mm-hmm. that is the through line that stayed the same, but it also was. Like integrated into the fabric of your family culture and how people talked and played and related to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we. You couldn't just say something and and leave it at that, right? Like there were there were going to be follow up questions. There was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very structured. I remember you saying that to me once too. That like you realize that for you, you enjoy very structured play. Um, I mean, what would be unstructured? I don't even know what that looks um, like. Like, it would be, and we'll get into this in the second episode, but it's more mm-hmm. like open world and video games. Oh. Like, you wander around and, like, do what you want, and it, like, you, it, you kind of, like, create your own chronology for your avatar within the story, and that you're creating or like sandbox play, right? Oh yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I think that's really fair. I, I Mm -hmm. hear about open world and I think that sounds cool, but when I actually think about sitting down to like play something that's open world, I'm like, what am I doing? Yes. I could see it being very overwhelming for you. Like, well, what if, what if I go over here? What if I go over there? Does it matter? Yeah. Does anything matter? I would just like fall into a nihilistic <sighs> hole. <laughs> I know. It'd be very existential. <laughs> like, does anything which is matter? Why, right. Which is why something like Night in the Woods, which, which is very structured in its narrative, mm-hmm. like there's some variation, but like it really is clear and guiding you through about what comes next. I think a video game like that works much better for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a, I got a little annoyed with the repetition after a while, but to be fair, I was like binging it. I was playing it a lot, so I wasn't giving myself enough downtime. You finished that game in like three days, is what it felt like. To be fair, I did not see everything. No, but you you did see a lot, and you really enjoyed. Um, what is it when Greg breaks the bottles? I mean, I liked when Greg did anything. He's got those wiggle arms. So cute. You, I mean, like, Greg is you as a teenager, for sure. <laughs> I mean, Greg was holding down a job. I definitely wasn't. Sure, take out the job piece and Greg was you as a teenager. <laughs> I know. People at home are, uh, <laughs> if this is new to you, you're like, but you're, you're so accomplished and, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. That didn't happen until I was much older. Yeah. I was uh I was a very confused young person. You had a period of like open world adolescence. Oh, I did. I did, <laughs> except instead of like climbing up rocks, I was going to campus casino <laughs> to smoke cigarettes and shoot pool. That's 
in my com- I can picture you in my combat mm-hmm. boots. Of course. What else? What what else would you put on your feet <laughs> to play pool? Let's be real here. Come on. Right. What what else would get me from A to B? Yeah. Nope. Certainly not some sort of like heels. That wouldn't work. I I would I would do a heel like for an evening wear. Of course, for an evening Some out. velvet. Velvet evening wear. <laughs> I w- That's so great. I will see if I can find some photos of me as a teenager to, to post on the social. One of my favorites is the one that you, you sent me. It was probably like two years ago, but it was you really trying to like be, bring back the 60s aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So you had your like bell bottom pants and like this like tank top and you were sort of like hunching as if you were in a grunge band. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, that was uh that that was kind of like my vibe. It was like I was embracing <laughs> 90s grunge, but I also very much had my spirit in the 1960s as well as um those were my mother's pants. Right. <laughs> you literally were bringing the 60s forward into the 90s. Oh, good times. I, You know, I did not think, and we say this all the time, but this is not where I thought we were going to go. No. Well, as you're naming that and calling that into the space, are there any places that we haven't gone that you feel like you would like to go? Um, so... Let's see what do I what do I want to say about game shows. Um, I I think there is something really pleasant, and I don't know if this is true for everyone, but it is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing things other people don't know. Yes. As a, as I was playing out at at the beginning of this app, mm-hmm. um, that that's a real thing that happened when we were watching The Weakest Link last night. Uh, the the question was in in what state mm-hmm. is is the fictional South Park, and like mm. it's Colorado. How can you? Oh my God, he's not he he doesn't know he doesn't know. Oh my God! And then he guessed some stupid state, and Montana, perhaps it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was wrong. It was wrong. And my partner and I looked at each other. We're like, really. <sighs> How could you not know that? Um, I'm honestly just still stunned that like the weakest link is still on. Well, it's back on. Okay. Now with Jane Lynch as host. Oh, yeah, I did know. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing I wanted to say was I think we're really seeing a resurgence of game shows because all of these shows that were on and went off the air are Mm -hmm. back with like a new shiny image because i interesting i think this goes to something i've been talking about a lot recently which is the pandemic gave us permission to play and the pandemic gave us permission to engage with playful media and you know I don't think Hollywood is doing that altruistically. They're like, oh, there's money to be made here. <laughs> yes. But I'm loving it. We, we've got a new supermarket sweep, which was one of my favorites. Oh, my God. And talk about not aging well. I um, Supermarket sweep was on, I think, Netflix. Like the, the What is what is the setup? Because like I, I know of this show by name. Mm-hmm. And I once late at night, because when I'm really sad or really drunk, <laughs> I watch SNL clips on YouTube. Oh. I don't know what that's about for me. That's like a fun or not fun. It's definitely a personal fact. Um, <laughs> so one night when I was very, very tired, I watched this SNL clip of Supermarket Sweep. And I was like, really? This was this what? This is what this show was? Mm-hmm. So educate me. What is... Yeah, so this has everything that that a young Kirk could like. It it it's got 
some trivia and some word games. And you do that up front, you and your partner, you have a team. Um, and you do that to gain time that you will use to go on your sweep. So each question you get right, you get more time on your personal team clock. Okay. So the goal is to have more time on your clock so you can spend more time on your sweep. And what the sweep is, is you get however much time you won to race through the aisles of this real or fake grocery store, <laughs> filling up carts to, ha to have the most money, the, like the largest bill. Wow. So, you know, you got to go straight for the, you got to go straight for the meats and the cheeses. That's where your, that's where your big dollar items are. <laughs> it's like some sort of like modern version of the hunter-gatherer thing that we did in ancient times. <laughs> but we're not hunting, we're just gathering. We're just gathering. Although there is a little bit of hunting as well, because y you can, you can find these, these blow up, like pool noodles that have extra money attached to them. Um, wow. And then as the show went on, you would get a grocery list. That's like, if you get these three items, you get an extra $300 on your total. Okay, sure. But I would just, oh, when I was a kid, like, man, we got trivia. We got puzzles. We got grocery shopping. And you get whatever you want. <laughs> and did they get to take it home with them? No. 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 I'm not even entirely no. convinced they're real products. Sure. No. It would make more sense if they weren't, frankly. Because <laughs> it's all a game. Wow. Right. But I was, you know, that's a fun one to yell at the screen because you're like, you need more meat. <laughs> could be taken so many ways it's clear that bridgerton has not fully left my <laughs> and as a as a longtime vegetarian it really says something about how this game pulls me in because i'm like it, it does you need you need the big meats that's where the dollars are um and mm -hmm. that show oh my god when i rewatched a couple on netflix that was really a product of its time. Like, that was a show where the host was like, Hi, do you work outside the home? <laughs> and, like, all the sure. questions were so gendered. Uh, yeah. Like, we surveyed 50 men. What did they say annoys them the most about their wives? <laughs> yeah, you know... There is something about that period, what was it, like mid-80s mm -hmm. into the like mid-90s, mm -hmm. where it was kind of all about how being married is a drag. Right. Oh, yeah. And all, all the media was about how being married is a drag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was like the worst thing that could happen to you. It was almost like prison. <laughs> obviously, much. Obviously, prison is much, much worse. Let me be clear on that. But mm -hmm. that was like the portrayal in popular culture mm -hmm. back then. Yeah. Oh, the old ball and chain. Mm-hmm. My old lady. My old man. I remember reading that in Hemingway when I was a kid. And I was like, what is, what's happening here? Mm -hmm. I was very literal at the time. And I was like, is he married to someone who's much older than him? <laughs> <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Oh, little, little Spock brain just just fritzing out. Yeah, just really fritzing out. And I was like, all right, I guess I better put this down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I, I'm not the only one who loves Supermarket Sweep. Like when it came to Netflix, mm. I a few of my clients brought it up. Dang. And I, I had a client who was having a really hard time finding something playful. Sure. And I was like... Did you like the original Supermarket Sweep? This client was like, yeah, of course. I'm like, did you know you can watch Supermarket Sweep on Netflix? And they were like, I'm doing that tonight. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And I suppose, like, the more we talk about it, the more I'm, like, noticing that game shows do have, like, they invite you, the audience member, to participate. Mm -hmm. 
And there's also like a performance aspect to the participation, which as a young child, I was super not about because any kind of performance and spotlight terrified me to the very tips of my Vulcan toes. You know, so it makes sense that this was not going to work for me. But I like I totally get like why it would work for you and lots of other folks because it the way it's set up it does it invites you in to participate and play mm-hmm. and then be on the stage a little bit too that's part of like the aura the power mm-hmm. of the aura of game shows yeah well and the the ones that have been around for a long time like Wheel of Fortune like you do play at home there mm-hmm. I I am entered. In a chance to win $10,000 from Wheel of Fortune. I get little alerts from them. They're like, log in. See if you won $10,000. I'm like, I know I didn't Wheel of Fortune because I watched tonight. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But it's like they've made it immersive. They want you at home screaming at the TV. Which I do when they can't get the puzzle right. (laughs) like you fool and there there is something you know we talk about mirror neurons like we are also having this experience Mm -hmm. by witnessing it yeah and i the one that makes me the most emotionally like triggered i guess is card sharks Mm -hmm. i i've never heard of this program okay so uh Card Sharks is literally playing the card game higher or lower. What is that game? You, okay. <laughs> have Have you ever been to Las Vegas? And if so, what do you do there? <laughs> I only went the one time and I saw Janet Jackson. Oh, I mean, great choices. Yes, yes. That was why I was there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I like taking long walks down the strip in the desert because I really like the desert. Yeah, I love the My desert. I like here it is. Here's our homeland. That's yeah. That's the future. Forty years yeah. in the desert. That's our. That's our future. Uh-huh. That's gonna be you and me. We're gonna like grow some succulents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great. Um, mm-hmm. The dogs can chase lizards. Anyway, oh, they'll love that geckos. Anyway, mm-hmm. higher or lower card game. It's exactly what it sounds like. You are betting on whether the next mm-hmm. card. Oh. is higher or lower okay so yeah. if if the card that's that's down is a king statistically you got a good chance right. it's going to be lower yes but every now and then there's going to be an ace yeah right which is a bummer right? which is a bummer okay. um and on the show card sharks hosted by joel McHale, who's a fucking delight I do love joel McHale. Yeah, he is. And he takes this he's great. not seriously at all. Um, Good. He just, he's like, yeah, he's just teasing everybody. And it's so clear that, like, I don't, everybody's getting free drinks and they try and make it feel very Vegasy. <laughs> sure. And instead of, you know, to make it big and showy, they have giant cards. And mm-hmm. and they've got a, a pretty lady and a handsome dude that are like the, the dealers um sure. of the giant cards. And uh-huh. it's it's so exciting, like when you're watching people on a run in Vegas uh-huh. and then sometimes they lose it all. Oh and it's so hard. Yes. Like I lots of times I'll put that show on in the background when I'm doing something else. And then I'll like, I'll tune in when I realize it's like Mm -hmm. a big stakes moment. And it's like, Oh, Oh my God, it's happening. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. They just lost it all. And the show is over. It's just, I'm just done. Just imagine ending a show with, and you lost everything. There's like no catharsis. Nope. Or closure. Nope. It's just over. It's just over. Well. Why do you like this show? <laughs> because when people win, it's so good. Okay. The mirror neurons are firing and I am also winning. 
Uh-huh. That's kind of like a roller coaster. Yeah. Card game version of a roller coaster ride. Well, okay. in my own mind, I'm guessing, like, is it going to be higher or lower? And they say lower, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I think you're wrong. I think it's going to be higher. And then... I either have the experience of being I like, know. I told you so, or being like, you were right. I'm glad you went with your instincts. <laughs> and now you're at a point where I could see that like both of those options would, you know, would, uh, would be positive experiences to a certain extent for you. Yeah, for me. Because you like being right. But then if the other person is right, you just channel that compassion that you have for all humanity. And you're like, wow, look at you. You did a good thing. Yeah, good job. I'm glad you didn't listen to me. <laughs> so really this is a show that you've like evolved into really enjoying yeah maybe i don't know if it's something i would have liked long ago hard, to, hard know. to know um but then some you know some game shows are just silly like alec baldwin hosting match game the new match game where literally everyone is drunk. Like, you can see them drinking. They just, they have little spots next to themselves with little cup holders, and they're just drinking. What, what is this game? What is Match Game? Yeah, I don't know what this is. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> on the Match see, Game. See, this was an interview, because, like, I, I don't know, and I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't do game shows. I don't get them. So, there are six celebrities. Okay. And two contestants. And the contestants are asked a question, right. something like, um, what would you, what would you say is Joel McHale's best feature? Because they're often using oh. whichever celebrities are on the thing. Sure. Um, and the contestant will be like, his smile. And like, that's not a good answer because... <laughs> The six celebrities are drunk. <laughs> okay. And then the celebrities one by one reveal what they said was Joel McHale's best oh. feature. And you're trying to match. So you want someone oh, okay. else so, to have said smile. So you're trying to, to guess what the celebrities would say. Right. The other celebrities would say Joel McHale's best feature is. Does Joel McHale get to say what yes, his best yes, feature he does. is? Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So like, I do want to like, as an but, aside. Right? And so that person gets no points. That's sad. As an aside, I want to be clear to listeners at home that this is not an endorsement of drinking while playing games. No. We are just like naming those game shows that do involve both playing the game and drinking. Yeah, you don't you don't need it. No, you really don't. And like you and I have talked about this before, but I don't know how much we've talked about this on the pod, mm-hmm. that one of the things that is interesting about adults when they engage in play Mm -hmm. is that when you hit adulthood because we have turned play into an act that is frivolous would be like the most would be like the most diplomatic way i could put it shame would be the boat shameful would be the the most kind of severe Mm -hmm. um that adults they have they're they're not sure if they should be playing often and so to turn down that like critical or judgmental voice that comes up, they often turn to alcohol. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think it's pretty obvious that the reason they throw alcohol at folks when it's going to be on TV is so that it's silly and entertaining. And they, and they yes. don't think that those celebrities could be funny without alcohol, which is not cool because I'm sure they could be. No. I'm sure they could be. They would need to like have a conversation with their manager parts though before they went on. Sure. Well, right, because they're not they're not straight up gonna talk about Joel McHale's butt without no. their prefrontal cortex being a little bit chilled out. Sure. And there's lots of ways that you can chill out your prefrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. Right. We it doesn't need to be alcohol. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. So the, I mean that's a that's like a silly game. I'll watch that sometimes. But really I'm I uh I enjoy I enjoy silly with a point. Yes. Right? Cuz I feel like magic game doesn't really have a point. Cuz there's no there's no right like answer. Sure. Huh. That's interesting cuz it goes back to like structure. Mm. 
You like structured play where there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, and we understand what happens at the end. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it's more clearly defined. The rules, the roles, the boundaries, who's the winner, who's the loser. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think this is part of what I don't love about shows like Family Feud. Ah. I, I, I'm less into that. Like, I'll watch it, but I'm less into it. Because it's like, we surveyed 100 adults. Um, like, what's your sample? <laughs> you want to look at their coefficient, at their stats. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like games like Family Feud because it turns on my therapist parts. Oh, sure. Who are like, oh my god, I need to get these these humans into family therapy immediately. <laughs> and then it's not fun or relaxing because then it's just me having to go in order to be like, hey, therapist parts, like, it's 9 o'clock at night. It's not what we're doing right now. These people are, like, making their own choices. Mm. But that's a lot of energy. No, I hear you. I... I especially don't like game shows um, like The Wall. And there's another one that was similar yes. to that. Um, the The premise of that kind of show is you, you've you got the uh, the person who's who's making money, right? They're mm -hmm. they're dropping a ball down a giant wall with with Chris oh. Hardwick, which is already a little questionable. Um, but then their loved one is like locked in another room and huh. that loved one is given the option of like taking a smaller amount of money that is guaranteed rather than letting their loved one like potentially make more money. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think the other show was called The Wheel, The Wheel, The Wall and the Wheel. Um but it just, I was like, this is going to be, this is going to be grist for the mill for the rest of this family's existence. If, yeah. you know, if sister took the, yeah. the offer of $16,000 and other sister actually won the million, but she doesn't get the million because other sister sure. agreed to the 16000 Yeah. And I just, oh, I can't. I can't deal with it. <laughs> well, because it doesn't, it's not just play anymore. There's a, mm -hmm. there's a painful element to it. Yeah, it's not just play. No. And it kind of reminds me of this, this very like old school, um, like philosophical, dialectical understanding of what laughter is. Mm. And that in some ways laughter is a, is a primal expression and the theory is that, like, is it a primal expression of joy or is it actually a primal expression of pain? And does laughter and humor always have to involve someone else getting hurt? Mm -hmm. I would argue no. Fair. <laughs> I'm back to my dad and Charlie the dog. <laughs> you are. We're back to your dad and Charlie the dog. <laughs> totally unintentionally yeah um and i would i would agree with you i don't think that mm -hmm. like all laughter and humor has to be about like making fun or minimizing somebody else um i think it can be about it's usually about like taking somebody down a peg because mm -hmm. it's the idea of like somebody has to be a loser but if you do it in a way that is gentle and also can, like helps the other person take a different perspective on themselves or their actions or their family or whatever mm -hmm. Then it's like net neutral, trending towards net positive, and so it's not just about being painful. But the shows that you are describing very much, I feel like this is Horkheimer and Adorno's idea that laughter is about pain and hurting someone else. Mm, I don't like it. No, that would be that would be a no from mm -hmm. us. Yeah. yeah, no thanks. Um, my my current jam of a game show is mm -hmm. uh, called The Chase. Is that like the amazing race? It is not. Okay. Um, it's the it's the three biggest winners of Jeopardy who go head to head sure. um, mm -hmm. with other know it alls to see who knows more random facts. 
I don't know why I thought it was the Amazing Race. It makes so much more sense that it's simply like super leveled up Jeopardy. <laughs> it is. It's like because that's what you. Love. It's like Jeopardy with mm-hmm. a bigger set. You love Jeopardy and the crossword puzzle, but I know you love them. You do them every single weekend. Yeah, yeah. Me and my partner, mm-hmm. we do the crossword. We don't always do the weekend crossword on the weekend. Okay. Sometimes we, we do something from the week because, you know, we, we, because we want to play. Yeah. Because the purpose is love language quality time. Oh, uh, there we go. And, and, and to be playful. And if the crossword is too hard, then our quality time stops being quality time and just starts being like oh my god why don't we know this uh or becomes like work communal critique yeah well and then we're we're googling and uh, you know it is learning not knowing is learning Mm -hmm. um sure but it's more fun when we can like figure it out yeah, together and like puzzle solve. Mm-hmm. No, I got you. Well, and you know, we're sort of like winding down here in a very organic way. And I think this might be a potential takeaway mm-hmm. for listeners that to like do check-ins when you're engaging with games mm-hmm. and play about kind of where you're at and how you're feeling. Because mm. if it's if it's not fun anymore, or if you're noticing that you're just like really getting frustrated that's an opportunity to pause and be like, where am I at with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause they, I mean, there are people for whom the investment is just causing too much distress. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if, if my partner and I always did, I think the Saturday is the hardest Sunday used to be the hardest, but I think Saturday is the hardest. Now, if, if we always did the Saturday crossword and we're just like miserable, that that's not a that's not a good use of quality time. No, that's not joyful play. Then that then like that's work and like mm-hmm. learning and learning involves a lot of not knowing. Well, and I like doing the spelling bee. Falling down and picking yourself back up. There, yes, there we go. The spelling yeah, bee. I also like to do the spelling bee, and he's not as big a fan of the spelling bee, and so we don't spend as much time on that. Aw. Well, we'll do it until like both of us are silent for a good five minutes because we can't make a new word and i'm like okay i think we're done (laughs) that's great because you know each other's cues around when it's time to shift Mm -hmm. because you Mm -hmm. know there's a part of me that's like i need to find more words um but then other parts of me are like why why do we need to find more words this is sure this is some low stake shit right now Right. It's your Daenerys part talking to your, what was that guy's name? Jorah. Aw, Jorah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who was, like, very good at, like, you know, talking her down when she was getting to uh, Dracarasi. Please don't burn those people. Yeah. <laughs> Are you not having fun? Let's do something else, you know? <laughs> Send one of the diplomats over. Right, yeah. We, d- we don't need to come up with any more words. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that was fun. It was. I really enjoyed hearing more about these games that you love so much and play on such a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it made me think about how very many game shows I watch. You do. And you, so, like, you play on a regular basis. You have found ways to really integrate that into your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I really should go on Wheel of Fortune. I think I would kick ass you you would really clean up Mm -hmm. and i promise if you were on wheel of fortune i would do that (laughs) a hundred percent i would hope so i would be really (laughs) disappointed if you were like listen i'm proud of you i'm happy for you but i'm still not watching it (laughs) no i would definitely watch (laughs) (laughs) i can't i can't deal with pat sajak (laughs) i would i'd find a way it'd be great all right. All right. Takeaways, or do you feel like folks already have their takeaways? Um, I think they have a good a good takeaway. I would um 
I just am grateful for folks who listened because I know this was a little bit different than our usual. Mm -hmm. um, and if game yeah. shows aren't your jam, video games are coming up next um, on our next app. But overall, yeah, just tuning into the kinds of play that you enjoy and giving yourself permission to have them. Even if, if other people don't get it, it, it doesn't matter. Because really, I mean, I can't tell you how many times my partner would give me shit for watching game shows. But, like, <laughs> he watches them with me now. And we, uh, especially when we watch Wheel of Fortune, because when he's in town, we watch it every night. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like a little friendly battle of, like, who's going to get the, who's going to get the answer first? And it's fun. Like, there's no stakes. No. And very low key. Right? And we give each other lots of affirmations, especially when we do crossword. Like, it's like, Aww. damn, you got that one. That's, oh, good job. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's very important when you're playing games to find players, co players mm -hmm. that are going to build you up. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't enjoy games where somebody else is being too serious. That bums me out. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's take it home, your friend. We may be at the helm of the ship, but we know who really keeps us running. Thank you to Ensign Kyle Rebar, who composed our theme song. Thank you to Lieutenant Catherine Mandicat Duffy, who designed our beautiful cover art. And finally, thank you to our fabulous producer, Lieutenant Commander Brian Therens. We need to watch Jeopardy together. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And the very best way that you can support our podcast is to subscribe, rate, and especially review us on Apple Podcasts. Please, it really helps our analytics if you not only rate us, but also say something. And you don't even have to say something really long. You could just say LLAP with an exclamation point, and that like helps us get in front of more people. So we would appreciate it a whole awful lot. And be sure to tell your friends. Just another reminder that our book, Starship Therapies, Using Therapeutic Fan Fiction to Rewrite Your Life, is now available for pre-order from your favorite booksellers. So order yourself a copy, or two, or three, and share the news with your social networks. And as always, friends, live, live long, long and, and prosper. prosper.